Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. Titan Title and Closing of Missouri is ranked as Missouri's top title company for real estate investor transactions. Titan is your local title and investor-friendly experts. Whether you're seeking wholesale or assignments, subject tos, Titan can help you with your transactions. Sam and her team have made it their passion and drive to give investors a learning opportunity to expand their knowledge in order to grow and succeed in their ventures. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Give the experts a call today. 417-882-2100. Hey, Growth Circle listeners, what are you currently doing to generate more leads, sales, and exposure for your business? Hopefully it is digital marketing. If you haven't got started in the digital world, check out our friends at Primate Digital. They offer everything you need to get your business to thrive online, from web development and online advertising to social media management and filming. They work closely with you to understand your unique goals and create a custom plan that will help you achieve them. And to all of our Growth Circle listeners, they are giving $100 off for the first three months. So just go to primate, P-R-I-M-A-T-E dash digital dot com forward slash growth and schedule a free consultation to get started. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Primate Digital. We talk a lot about building wealth using real estate, and that includes having the right mortgage. Tatiana with Movement Mortgage is a local lender who is experienced in new construction, investment properties, and primary home needs as well. With the expedited underwriting of Movement Mortgage and Tatiana's experience, you can be approved in as little as 10 days. Call or email her for your mortgage needs. Welcome to the Growth Circle Podcast. Discussing topics of personal growth, gathering stories of individuals embarked on the path to success, and most importantly, providing a platform for individuals that want to learn and grow. And now, here are your hosts, Jake Ingledew and John Mitchell. All right, so before we have the next guest on, I definitely want to ask you a question, Dane, because uh, you and Hugh uh, Carnahan, the Hillbilly Millionaire, have, right. <laughs> have put this event on, Missilemania. Yep. Yep. Where did you come up with it? Why did you come up with it? Why is it called Missilemania? Missilemania. Yeah, you got it, man. So it was kind of funny. Um, Hugh was out here digging trenches, putting the wire, Wi-Fi in, and he like sent me a signal. And he's like, hey, we need to come up with a really cool logo. So it's like Hillbilly Millionaire sponsors, and we were going to call it like um, uh, like a, a, a triple triple net or a triple N. It was like networking and nukes, and he just we couldn't conceptualize what we wanted it to be. And my son was in the car with me. He was visiting, and we were on a road trip back, him and my wife. And I was like, 
guys, I need some, some ideas. We need to brainstorm something cool. And my 13-year-old son, he's, he's a riot. In the back, he's like, he, uh, he goes, well, what about something cool? Like, not networks and nukes. He's like, what about like missile mania? And I was like, missile mania. <laughs> and I was like, I love it. And we started joking around because of WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> I'm an old Hulk Hogan fan. I just thought that was so freaking cool. And the idea started, you know, turning around my head. And, and then we were like, cool, well, we're in a 1950s missile silo, right? And so I wanted to kind of have that theme. And then my son, he's, you know, he's a kid, so he's into uh, Fallout. So we get home, he's like, why don't you draw the Fallout guy in the missile silo? And I was like, man, that's a good idea. So I sit down and I sketch out an old 50s rocket. And then I drew the, the Fallout guy, giving the thumbs up in the little rocket window. And then around it, I was like, Missile Mania 2000. And then I was like, let's nuke up with triple N, you know? And, I, and, and the art's really cool, too, because, like, unfortunately, you guys don't get to see it. But uh, you actually did a really cool sketch of it. It's actually oh, pretty you. sweet. So I can't wait to see it slapped up against the the doorway to the missile base. Yeah. Because we're out in the middle of freaking nowhere in Kansas, and there's literally just a door yeah. that this, goes this underground. This is the first annual real estate missile mania conference so we're going to continue to probably host some of these and, and make it a pretty big event but it just came together as like a fun thing and then i took the missile mania or wrestlemania logo and i turned it upside down <laughs> and made it missile mania so it's it was just a quirky fun thing and we're having a blast out here that's awesome tell us the purpose of the event so the purpose of the event was to bring investors from all around the country who are doing great things and have something to share so it's not something that you come in and you sales pitch. It's more of a true networking event in, in its essence where you meet great people. Maybe business deals are going to happen. You're going to work together, partner. You're going to learn about industries or more importantly, you're going to learn about um, other states and areas that you wouldn't have thought to invest in and what's kind of going on there. And it just connects us with the broader circle of young people doing exciting things and I, I know I'm learning a lot already. Yeah, it's been awesome so far so I can't wait to see how Missile Mania goes. Oh yeah! <laughs> Alright, for our next guest, we're bringing on uh, Dean. Dean the Destroyer! And that's why he's doing the WrestleMania sounds or Missile Mania uh, yeah. names. So, Dean the Destroyer uh, Dean's last name is actually... Oh, it's not Destroyer? <laughs> actually Valentini. It's you're actually close, Valentini. So, yeah. 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 What's, <laughs> what's up, guys? Cool, what's cool. up, man? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to do a quick rundown, a little bit about yourself, Sweet. like what's your expertise, why you got invited to Missile Mania, and then we're just going to see what happens. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah. That's been exciting. Um, yeah, a little bit about me. So a uh, brief history of, of my life. Uh, I grew up in New York and been moving around a lot. So I joined the military after college. I've uh, been in the Air Force for about 10 years now um, doing some flight test type stuff. Uh, so pretty cool getting to work on some new planes, new technology, uh, weapon sensors, you name it. Um, so in, in essence, you're kind of an engineer, right? I am kind of an engineer. And he's smart. Yeah. You can yeah. tell from talking to him. Yeah. And he's jacked. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about either of those things. I, I am kind of an engineer, but uh, that's about the extent of how far I take that. I have so. a quick question. Did they not try to recruit you to the Space Force? Uh, nobody asked me, so what? I guess they probably just didn't want me messing oh, with their man. yeah messing with their new branch. You know, being the destroyer in space. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Well, cool. So tell us a little bit, like briefly, how you as you were in the military, how you got into real estate investing, like what you feel like your expertise is and uh, how you got invited to this Missile Mania event. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so I'm actually still active duty right now. I'm planning to transition to reserves next year, probably. Um, trying to get 
trying to get that financial freedom number and, um, you know, be still work, obviously still invest, um, something I'm passionate about and I, I love doing it and want to build, and I want to build something and, and affect, uh, possibly affect a lot of people and communities. Uh, but, uh, pretty much done with the nine to five thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, looking yeah. at transition there. Um, as far as my investments go, I, uh, started out house hacking. I call it kind of my accidental house hack, uh, back in 2017 where just kind of saw what my buddy was doing before we got into bigger pockets or any of that stuff. It was just like, you know, he's like, Hey man, you know, you need a place to live and come pay my mortgage basically. And I was like, Oh yeah. shit, I could do that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of us, you're on yeah, the, you're on the, got started you're on the bad end of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but, but it was a good thing. Cause then it was like, Oh, I can do that. And then yeah. I did it myself. And it, I think it started a good thing. That's um, awesome. Picked up a couple more house hacks, uh, out. Well, I guess not here, uh, cause we're in Kansas right now, but, uh, back where I live in Denver. Um, and then in the interim, also picked up about 14 small multifamily units up in Dayton, Ohio, uh, with a buddy of mine, Rocky. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a fellow test pilot school guy. We, we sat next to each other for uh, about pretty much a full year of one of the most rigorous programs uh, out there. And, uh, and that's the missile program. No, oh, unfortunately, oh, the one um, everyone cheated on. Yeah, that was not the yeah, that was not the one everyone cheated on. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ale- allegedly, program. allegedly, right? <laughs> um, but it was like you know one of the most rigorous and kind of strenuous years of a lot of our lives. And I figured yeah. we sat next to each other and didn't kill each other. We'd probably make okay partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were yeah. both interested in getting into real estate. So we were chatting over some brown water one day and uh, he's like, yeah, man, I've been thinking about investing in real estate. And I was like, yeah, me too. He goes, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of bigger pockets. I'm like, yeah, me too. And <laughs> he's like, you know, buy some, buy some multifamily stuff. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And then three yeah. months later, two months later, we had our first uh, partnership quadplex. So wow. that's awesome. Yeah. So how many doors do you currently have right now? Um, if you count my house hacks uh, as like, you know, pseudo duplexes, if you count them as two units, because mm-hmm. that's how I'm running them out, um, it would be, let's see, 19. Awesome. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And then all the all the small multifamily stuff is owned 50-50 with him, with the exception of one of our quadplexes. We have uh, two other JV partners on that one as well. But and you're also running a few Airbnbs as well, right? My latest house hack actually is a short-term rental. That's yeah. Great. Yep. That's all. it's crushing it, man. I wish I got into that. I think everybody says this, but I wish I got into it way earlier because it's it's just been doing gangbusters. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I really kind of want to highlight uh, the project you're kind of working on with the networking group you're trying to create with the military and yeah. kind of talk about what it's called, what it's about um, and uh, how people can maybe reach out to you on that and and network with you through that. Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing that up because that's another like passion project of mine. I really we. Um, a uh, buddy of mine that I recently met, he's a uh, former Army Special Forces, and we got connected through a mutual friend uh, through a Bigger Pockets event, actually. And um, we were both kind of starting to look for the opportunity to uh, get that knowledge out there a little bit more because we both identified, and I'm sure you guys saw this as well, is there's just such a lack of financial education in the military mm-hmm. um, and in the education system in the U.S. at large. Yeah, I was going to say, I just, the, just the nation at yeah, large. I, yeah. I can't affect that as much. That's, you know, at least in the military, it's more of within my span of control a little mm-hmm. bit, I have a little bit more, more effect there. Um, so that's our goal is to try to really increase, um, increase that financial education, uh, financial literacy in the true with the troops and, uh, kind of fill in the gap where I think the, you know, the institution at large is not doing a good job. Um, so that's, that's the kind of the mission is financial education, financial literacy, 
helping folks build that knowledge and be able to build, uh, you know, build wealth, build generational wealth if, if that's what they want to do. That's um, awesome. But just know that the option's out there and kind of know how to do it. What's the I, name of that project? Uh, that's Warfighter Wealth is what we're calling it. Warfighter Wealth. So they yep. can find more information on a warfighterwealth.com. Yep. Yeah, warfighterwealth.com. Facebook, I'm sure. Uh, Facebook, there's a Facebook group. Man, uh, such a cool thing. Instagram. We're probably most active on Instagram. Yeah. Just Warfighter Wealth, at Warfighter Wealth. Yeah. So. What I love about what you're doing, because I, I resonated with it a lot, that's part of the reason why I started the podcast, is because I wanted a platform to be able to give value to other people so oh, that they sure. can change yeah. the, the trajectory of their life. Right. They could be the hero of their right. story, yeah. right? Um, and what I love about the whole the project, too, is like when you start doing some of these things, like investing and starting business and stuff, you get excited and you learn so much that you like, like want to share it with other people so they can experience the same and thing better and better yeah. themselves. And so I, I love what you're doing. I love that you, the idea of what you got going on. I appreciate it, man. And that's, that's one of the biggest complaint, not complaints, but like not even regrets, but just things I say all the time is like, man, I wish I knew this stuff earlier. I wish yeah. I started on this stuff earlier. Yeah. I wish somebody told me about it. And yeah. it's not like it's anybody's responsibility. Yeah. Like it's on me to go find that information, but yeah. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And, and I wish, you know, I wish I found bigger pockets earlier or whatever. Yeah. Cause that stuff's out there. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. certainly available. And um, I think what I loved is that you are saying, how can I serve my uh, brothers and sisters in arms better? Not just what can I get out of my military service or how can I become wealthy? Like, I want to educate the people I work around. I want to educate yeah. the people that are serving the greater good in the nation around us. And that to me is the ultimate service. And one thing that stood out to me about you, Dean, I mean, other than being sharp and jacked, <laughs> we were all in the, we were all in the car together and Jake said, Hey, if money wasn't a thing and you've accomplished all the things you want to do, what would you do? And I was like, Oh, I'd live on a villa on the coast of Italy and be oil painting. And Dean's like, I would create something that served the community. I mean, you just had, the, and I was like, yeah, I'm an asshole. And, uh, but Dean had a broad vision of how he wants to serve the, the community, but the world on a bigger scale. And I, I love hearing that because we need more men and women, especially in the armed forces, to think on a big scale on uh, how to serve each other, right? And how to give back. And I love that, that answer. I appreciate that. I think it's super important. And I think the people get a ton, whether it's just, you know, psychologically or monetary, whatever yeah. from giving, I, I think people underestimate that. Like if yeah. you, if you pour into other people, man, you're going to get it back a hundred times. Oh, a hundred percent. It's hundred yeah. percent. And you don't realize like everybody, you think it's just like a cliche saying until you start doing it. Start doing it. Like, yeah, oh, holy shit. This is actually yeah. like, there's something, it's, it's, yeah. there's something to this. Yeah. And as much as you're giving to others, you're truly the one being edified. It yeah. makes you feel amazing. It's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but you're almost, I feel guilty for feeling so good about giving because I'm like, it's supposed to be about other people, but I feel amazing. Yeah. And some people give because selfishly you, you do, yeah. you do get those good things. It's so funny you said edify because that used to be what the podcast was called. Oh. It was called edify because uh, I wanted to be a platform where everybody was edified, but then we turned it into the, the growth circle podcast. Um, what, and I'm not going to say you're average by any means, but what's really cool is like average people like us. Um, and I'm not saying you're average because I think you're I, definitely no, I, above average. I, I disagree, man. Anybody can do this. Like this but is that's not, the thing. We're not, like, doing, we're not doing anything crazy. We're no, not doing anything special. exactly. Like, and we're it, not Stanford graduates. Yeah, we're no. not redeveloping nope. a tech industry. Right. No. But we can pave the path for these other people that don't think it's possible. And especially if they know you through the military or they're like, oh, dude, yep. that's just a guy that was just, you know, doing this or that. Like, especially like with me, you know, I'm just an average guy. And people are starting to see like, oh, Jake, I know Jake. He's a knucklehead. Like if he can do it, like anybody can do <laughs> it. You know? That's how I spit. 
it, and I'm like, hey, uh, if I can figure this out, anyway, we can do it. That's what I thought. I was like, if Jay can do it, I can do it. <laughs> I know you guys like to talk mindset a little bit, too. For that's, sure. That's something I'm really big on, and you're as you're talking about all this, and it's like, yeah, we're just your average Joe, average Jane, like, that's it. It's about mindset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. if you if you think you can or you can't, you're right. Kind of thing. That saying, like, totally true. It's it's more about the dedication and the attitude mm-hmm. than it is about you know having like you said a degree from Stanford, right? Or, or even the experience. Like, the yeah. experience will come with time. If you're willing to take some knocks and overcome some setbacks and challenges, you know, don't don't do anything that's gonna like super high risk and end your career before it right. starts. But you know, if you take smart risks and you encounter some failures and setbacks, like that's right. a learning opportunity. And yeah. learn from people who've done it before you. Exactly. Or exactly. have made the mistakes yep. ahead of time. And something else that stuck out to me about Dean that I noticed immediately is you are a man of discipline and principle. And how I know that is while we were all sleeping in this morning in the silo, Dean was like on a 10-mile run out in the cornfields or whatever. And I was like, dang, Dean. Uh, I, I slept in a little bit. It was pretty hot when I had <laughs> <laughs> but, but I could tell that you carry that same kind of discipline into the way you grow your project. You run your projects. You grow your investment portfolio, the way you live your life. And, and that's really I actually cool. would like to talk about that a little bit because what – it seems like because uh, you told me you're doing 75 hard, and if you ha- if no- people don't know what that is, they definitely look into it. I think everybody should do it. I kind of want to do it. I'm just being a pansy about it, but oh, I'm a huge proponent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so I feel like there's you probably had a mind shift change as well because you were you know went into the military. You pr- I probably had I don't know a, a plan, and then you're like, man, I'm interested in real estate investing. Like, what caused that change? What caused your Oof. your you wanted the yeah. financial freedom? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, probably the probably the biggest catalyst was honestly, and I'm sure a lot of people have read this and identify with this, but, uh, Tim Ferriss for our work week. Yeah. Uh, I, I recommend that book to a lot of people, but I also give a kind of warning disclaimer label on it, like surgeon general style of, uh, if you don't want to quit your job, don't read this book because you will want to quit your job after you read this book. But yeah. it's a real, it is a great book. Um, it's a little bit older now. I think it was yeah. written back in the nineties, but late nineties oh, yeah. maybe, but I remember from a while um, back. Yeah. but it, it's, a lot of really really good stuff in there about just mindset how to achieve it takes a lot less than you think it does to achieve financial freedom type of type of stuff and some systems talk he gets on a little bit into the tactical level I, I love that stuff the yeah. system stuff yeah i do too well, i'm a geek out guy. yeah me yeah. too and i know we talk a lot about mindset but at the end of the day i believe there's a mindset and change cycles so mindset changes your focus changes Focus creates discipline. Uh, yeah. Discipline yep. follows principle, mm-hmm. and it creates the growth circle, in my opinion, right? Where it, one action stems another, and you find yourself, like where Dean is now, uh, invested in projects that are fulfilling, but also financially rewarding, up at 6 a.m. doing the 75, whatever you call that, but just staying on top of the things that make life uh, important, the balance, right? You can't just give to one whole area and be like, I'm, I'm successful and fulfilled in this, but my health is terrible, right? And, yeah. and we talk about that. On yeah, other and I, I'm glad you brought that up because like, I feel like my health needs lots of improvement, but I, I see a lot of people that I like, I feel like I'm envy towards, um, f- maybe because of their, their financial success, but then I start looking at their other areas of life and I'm like, oh, you're not the role model I like for yeah. that. And yep. you seem to be a person that has a lot of the disciplines in a, multiple areas of your life no. which is pretty cool i appreciate uh, to it see. i'm certainly not or working perfect on but, I mean, but at it, least it working is, on it you know yeah it is something that i value highly is trying to be i don't know if well-rounded is the word but i don't actually really like the term balance uh very much because i think i like to envision it more of your 
completely going all in on certain areas and then you're kind of rotating around yeah so that you have you read the book one thing uh not yet actually no, no it's it talks on, it, it yeah, talks about that my, like the zigzag on my bookshelf yeah, yeah but I, i've and i've heard that's probably where i heard the. i, I think well i think well, people think balancing is misconstrued i think they think that everything's think like level yeah. but yeah. no if you think about a balance scale yep. it tips one way and then you have to run back the other way for it to tip the other way so yeah. you have to like hyper focus on the one thing yeah. and then like yeah. oh crap i gotta go back over here and focus yep. on this now oh i've got to focus on Be- this because now because we're not good humans are not good multitaskers. Yeah. we can't yeah. multitask really so you oh, do awful. have to just say i'm gonna do this thing with intention and, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. whole, whole asset and then move on to the next thing and like you said keep those levels balanced overall but it's because you're moving around and not trying to like do 10 things at once yeah because then you suck at all 10 things generally yeah if you could give our listeners (laughs) me me too yeah if you could give our listeners um some piece of advice about just like life and real estate investing what would it be oh man just do it like take action um whatever it is life investing anything i mean if you Again, if you fail, like that's a learning opportunity. Have a growth mindset. You know, don't have a scarcity mindset. Don't have a just negative attitude about it. Like you fail, that's a learning opportunity. Learn from it, grow from it, move on. Um, not taking action, like you're not you're not even giving yourself the opportunity for success, and then you're not getting that learning even if you do fail. So one way or the other, if you take action, you're going to progress, yeah. whether it's yeah. through success or yeah. through failure, uh, right. and then learning and building on that. Um, and trying again and getting that experience. So. Well, and taking action has been a reoccurring theme already in not only this conference, but in this podcast. Albert really had a great story about taking action and things he's done great. And I sure know that I, I sleep a lot better knowing like someone like Dean who's out there protecting us and serving. So thank you, truly. Oh, thank you. Um, and again, just like to be able to connect with people at this conference, being a high caliber of thinkers, entrepreneurs, but people that are doing good in the world is what Missilemania is all about. Nukem! <laughs> well, awesome. Love Thanks it. for coming on. I know this was a short segment, but I definitely would like to in the future, whether we do it at this event or uh, later on, we, you and I connect. I would love to get you on the podcast and do a full interview and like Absolutely. really dive into some more no, details. I love chatting with you guys. And I'll give one, uh, one other plug. Anybody who's in the Denver area, uh, for those Warfighter Wealth meetups. We do them every third Wednesday of the month. Um, cool. So August 17th is our next one. They're at Copper Kettle Brewing, uh, 6 to 9 p.m. in Denver. So awesome. if anybody's in the area, feel free to come on out. Or hopefully going to start building some branches elsewhere in the country. Uh, my partner, Rocky, he lives up in Dayton, Ohio, right pad Air Force Base. So we're going to try to expand in the future. But yeah. for right now, um, yeah, feel free to feel free to come join us and get some free beer and uh, you know hopefully learn something. Or awesome. connect on Facebook. And yeah. yeah, Facebook, Instagram, all the above. Are you going to so. change your Facebook name? Dean the Destroyer. Uh, it's, it's tempting. <laughs> I, mean, I, know. I think I'd probably get a lot more followers. Yeah. You get the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah do yeah, it, yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, what what we'll do too with everybody that we bring on, we'll slap the affiliate links for all their, the things that they're associated in into this episode so that anybody that's listening to this can go and, and find it and we'll slap it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you see the Growth Circle podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Love it. Dean. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. man. All right, everybody. Thank you. Or welcome back to our next segment. Uh, Jake and I were having some fun trying to create a WrestleMania all-star name for Marty Tyler. And uh, we, we bounced some ideas back and forth. We came up with Marti- Mortitioner. He didn't really like that. So we thought, <laughs> Marty the Manhandler. <laughs> I just thought Marty the Titty Twister would yeah. be really good, yeah, that's too. What, I'd rather be the Titty <laughs> Twister <laughs> than the Manhandler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So if you guys need some man's handle, you know who to call. Yeah. yeah. So what's going to be the official? We need an official name. I like Marty the manhandler. Marty the Marty manhandler. The manhandler. Yeah. yeah. I'll make I'll make sure my mom doesn't listen to this one. Uh, super excited to have you on. You're actually, yeah. uh, we've had a lot of cool people already on. Um, I'm, I think I'm most excited about you just because you ha- do a process that's a little bit different in real estate that I'm excited to hear about. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself uh, briefly and why or how you got invited to Missile Missile Mania. Missile Mania. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of what your expertise is, and we'll kind of go from there. All right. Yeah, cool. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, so I grew up in Springfield. Um, you know, I moved there when I was like four, uh, graduated high school from a small town north, north of Springfield. and. Yes. Which pit? I didn't. No, oh. I worked with Doug Pitt. That's not, right. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which is Brad Pitt. Pitt's brother. Brad Pitt's brother. Yeah, yeah. Guy. So he's kind of yeah. a big deal here, fellas. <laughs> I installed computers with him when I was like seventeen. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I went to college. Um, I had some kids, and I realized I couldn't um, keep my scholarship and uh, you know um, be a good dad. And so I joined the Air Force active duty. Uh, traveled around with them, came back. Um, and you were in the SF, right? Yeah, security forces. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The SFS, yeah. The SF. The SF. Um, so, yeah, so, um, you know, did like seven and a half years, got out, um, and just decided to start working for the government because I wanted that time to count. Working mm-hmm. for the man. Yeah, working for the man. And so I've done that for, you know, ever since I got out for the last 15 years or so, post mm-hmm. office and Social Security. And then probably about... Well, I mean, I always sort of had this mind of, uh, you know, that real estate could work for me. And so when I got out of active duty, I was, I thought I was just a genius. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'll build a garage and I'll put an apartment on top of it and I'll, I'll live in that while my house is being built. And then when my house is built, I'll move out and I'll rent the garage. And I just thought I was just a genius for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that was way before anybody, yeah, that was way before anybody talked about house, house hacking or anything like that. You know what I mean? I just, I just thought, you know, if they pay me half my mortgage, you know, I'm awesome. I'm I'm well ahead. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I did that. And then, you know, as I started to kind of, um, think about going to that next level or whatever. I started talking to my friends and then, you know, here comes all the doubts of, you know, well, what are you going to do if it sits vacant? What are you going to do if, if you have to evict them, you know, and all mm-hmm. that. And I just kept thinking, man, there's, there's every rich person I know owns a lot of real estate and there has to be a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I was needing something else. You know what I mean? I, I needed to surround myself with people that thought the way that I did. Yeah. And I knew nobody locally did, you know, that at least in my circles. And so, uh, I sort of found Dave Perret, Military to Millionaire, and oh, then, okay. yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> and uh, so I, I joined that, and then right after that's when he started the War Room Mastermind Group. And so I was like, you know, that's it. I just got to take the plunge. I just got to do it. Yeah. And so then uh, once you start surrounding yourself with uh, people who thought like you and like, hey, man, what you're thinking really isn't crazy. Like, you're on the right track. You know, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And so then I just started exponentially growing from there. I just want to highlight something because – it is difficult when you're the person that's thinking outside the box and you're around the average people that are mm-hmm. plugged into the system doing the nine to five and they're not thinking about these other things because you feel like the black sheep. Right. Because yeah. everybody's running one direction and you're like, wait, what about this direction? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so sometimes you've kind of feel ostracized um, when you start yeah, looking at it. On, so, right. But everyone else is. So that's really cool that you yeah. reached out to other people and started connecting with like minded people because I'm sure that's elevate well i already know the the answer but i it's elevated to you know you to where you're at today exactly yeah yeah Yeah. you know you start surrounding yourself by people who are thinking like you and it's just like hey you're on the right track hey what you're not crazy you know what i mean you you keep going keep going with that thought you know that kind of stuff and and 
you know, I just kept looking around and I was like, you're poor. So why are you giving me financial advice on, on whether, on, on whether or not real estate will work? You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff like that. It's yeah. just like you have no, no basis for you, to your thought. That, that's another good point too. Actually, don't ever take advice from somebody that's not in the position you want to be or does the thing that you want to do. So like, don't take money advice from poor people. Don't take money advice from financial advisors that don't have the net worth that you have or, you know, what, whatever right. like, it's, I think that's yeah, or where you want to be in life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't want to be you. So why would I take right. advice from yeah. you? <laughs> everyone will try to give you advice. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're starting to change and think different. It's amazing how much bad advice I got. All the yeah, opinions come out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's all, and it's almost all of it's negative. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's that's just how you know like you're that. on the right track. Yeah. It's too. like, Okay. Yeah. 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 The lights is, it just keeps getting brighter and brighter yeah. and brighter. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm finally starting to see here. So. Well, so what originally turned you on to thinking about real estate anyways? I, to be honest with you, man, I, I started to watch HGTV. The first time we didn't get rich dad, poor dad, or like yeah. bigger pockets. H- yeah. H- HGTV. HGTV. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it was just, you know, there was a show called like income property or something, you know, uh-huh. and, and he was kind of that guy that, you know, you would buy a house and he'd finish out the basement for you or whatever. And I was like, that just makes complete sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you would watch the shows where they would do the renovations themselves of painting and stuff that like that. Incredible. And I was like, I was like, if those idiots on that show can do it, yeah. I, I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that, that's just sort of where the light bulb started to go off. And then, you know, of course, as you start talking to people, they're like, well, let me reach, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. and Bigger Pockets. Yeah. And so then you start going down that just to get more educated. But yep. what, what first turned the light on for me was definitely HGTV. Gotcha. So how did you get into your first uh, property and kind of maybe talk about your specialty in real estate? Because I feel like you have like your own little niche <clears throat> that you're killing it with. Oh. Marty is the tax lien bandit. Tax lien bandit, baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the tax lien bandit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so my first, um, well, besides the, the apartment next to my house. So I, I, I knew that everybody was on the MLS. And so my, my natural uh, personality is to zig when everyone zags. And so I, I said, well, everybody's on the MLS, so I shouldn't be there. And so I found out that a, a buddy was doing a real estate auction, a state auction. And so, you know, old people died. They were going to uh, auction off all the contents of the house and the house. And, he, and, and they owned two houses next to each other. And so I was like, all right. So I was interested in one of them. So I showed up and I was the high bidder at $16,000. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, yeah, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll figure it out. And so then the guy comes up to me and says, do you want the other one for 16,000? And I was like, yep. (laughs) And so, you know, just right then I I had no, no clue. I was just like, and did you have the cash for that at the time to even buy those? So my mom, uh, she was like, Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so she, she was really interested. Oh wait, Marty, the moocher. No. <laughs> there you go. That, that's probably, that's probably more, more true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my mom was took, took out a HELOC and then she was interested in it. And, um, so she was like, Hey, we'll be 50, 50 partners. Um, and she was kind of the one that was like, Hey, you know, one, we, we got one for 16,000, which I was tickled. And she was like, Hey, we should probably take this other one. And I was like, yeah, we, we definitely should. And so she was, she was cool with it on board. That's awesome. Um, and so the first two that I bought were, or I guess three or two that, and then I bought another one that I flipped, um, was, uh, from just estate auctions, you know, cause then you're only bidding against the, you know, 25 people that show up, you know gotcha. what I mean? And so I just knew, I knew that if I could get 
um, a market that not everybody knew about in a place that not everybody knew about. And if I could do that, then I could take advantage of that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I knew not to be in the big markets because because I was a small fish and I didn't mm-hmm. want to compete with that. And so then as I start, started to kind of be become locked down on my small market, mm-hmm. then I started to kind of do some more research on how I could find more properties that are, that are cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and that not everybody wanted. Yeah. And so that sort of, uh, led me in, into the tax liens. And so, um, you know, we, I went one year and I told my wife, I said, Hey, I'm going to take five grand. I'm going to go buy some land on a tax lien auction and we'll figure it out. And, mm-hmm. and that, that one will be my, my first foray into it. And she's like, cool. I support you. Awesome. And so then auction day comes and I buy three houses and some land and I spend $12,000. <laughs> <laughs> so was she mad when you came back? And I mean, it, well, she's, <laughs> she's like, I trust well, you. Yeah. You better hope you got it. You figure this shit out. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and so, you know, just the tax lien auction again, it's, it's that spot where, you know, somebody's saying, Hey, there's a house for $2,000 or whatever it'll be. And so then I'm just looking around because I just assumed people would be bidding it up. And when nobody did, I was just like, well, I'm not going to turn that down. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. And, yeah. and that's, that's sort of my personality. Yeah. You know, with the real estate auction, with the, with the renting out my apartment, I was just, you know, I'll figure it out. I yeah. just have. I, I kind of love that mentality because a lot of people think they have to have a game plan going in. You're just kind of like, if it gets accepted, I'm going to have to, I'm forced to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that, that's awesome because it forces you to take the action. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not. I won't suffer an analysis paralysis that yeah. way. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's like, Hey man, this is coming due in a year. You got to figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, I, again, I knew nothing about tax liens. And so, you know, I, so I bought those you know, three houses or whatever it was. And, um, so then I let the auction pass or whatever. And I went in a couple of weeks later and I just went in to the local tax collector and Karen was working the front desk and I was just, oh, was I turned Karen, on, man. I turned on the, the Marty charm to, to 12 and I was just like, Hey, I need you to walk me through this entire process. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and luckily for her, she did. I mean, she was just wow. like, all right, here you go. Here's, here's your step. Here's your step. Here's your step. And if you do all this stuff in this timeline, the house will be yours. And so, so she taught you everything. She, she, she did That's it all for awesome. me. Yeah. I want to highlight something here. Marty did what some of the smartest people I have ever met done. They show up to a place, they walk up to someone who, it has the knowledge essentially and they say hey i'm not the smartest guy in the room or can you walk me through this like i'm a fifth grader however you approach the situation and she spent time teaching you the fundamentals of what you would need to know to grow uh, that type of you know real estate asset investment class yeah and i mean people are willing to give you this if you are nice polite if you're there eager to learn or if you just say hey look this is bigger than i've ever done and you admit vulnerability yeah i walked yeah. in there saying hey i have no clue yeah. what i'm doing yeah. and i'm trusting you 100 to walk me through this process just willing to ask the yeah. question and, and put yourself out yeah. there and, yeah and without any any hesitation so, and, and i sat there with a pen and i wrote everything down and i was like okay if i do this and i do this and i do yeah. this and i do this well people in the real estate uh business always think you have to be put on the front. smartest or the savviest guy you know what you're doing you walk in <laughs> And I've noticed the most successful people do it the opposite way. Exactly. Can you teach me how this works? Or I have no clue about tax liens and I'm trusting you, your knowledge to really take me to the next level. I love that. Yes. I really wanted to stick on that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into the tax lien process a little bit and like what that looks like, how that looks and um, why you think you've been succeeding at it. Well, uh, I think I've been successful in it because I I go to a market that not everybody goes to. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a small market. Uh, but it's, it has a strong rental uh, market. And so I, I just maximize that completely. 
Um, and so the tax liens is if a person doesn't pay their property taxes, and again, this depends on state and county rules, but typically it's three years you don't pay your taxes, then the collector has the authority to auction off that tax deed in order to collect that tax debt. And so then you're essentially bidding on the opportunity to, to purchase that tax debt, and then you will um, sit on it for a year when, and allow the person to pay you back at interest. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't um, get that, if you don't get paid back, then the collector essentially gives you the property. Yeah. But so then you have legal rights to the property and legal right to evict and to rent and that sort of stuff. Well, there was a story you told us once, Marty, where you got into a deal. I think you almost didn't pay anything. They basically gave it to you and you walked up to the people living there. You're like, hey, I'm the new landlord and can you afford 350, 400 bucks? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. And you just cash flowed $400 with like zero money. Right. So, I mean, there's 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 lots in, in, in the tax liens, right? And so... Again, this is what we talked about earlier. I had no clue. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And the auction is over. And, and I had done it the year before, so I was somewhat familiar with it. And the next year, I was like, all right, I'm going to ride this out. I know kind of what I'm doing. And so the auction's over. And then the, the collector goes, all right, all these properties that I, didn't, um, that, that I didn't get a bid on that I've offered for three years, I'm wiping out the debt. So that $10,000 tax debt that's owed, I'm wiping it out. Yeah. Who wants it for $90? <laughs> And so I look around and I'm like, 90 bucks, I'm going to get this house for 90 bucks. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, 90 bucks. And he's like, yeah, seriously, the sarcasm and the like, seriously, this thing for 90 bucks. So I was just, all right. And I raised my hand. It's like, okay, anybody else? 91, 91, 91. Nope. All right. So Marty gets it. So again, next day happens, Karen, I, I paid 90 bucks for this. What do I do now? And she's like, with that one, you don't have to wait a year. Here's your tax deed. She had issued it to me right then. She's like, you have the legal right to this property right now. For 90 bucks. Yep. And so I was like, holy crap. (laughs) And so then I I go over there and I knock on the door and I'm like, I got this tax deed. Let's see how this goes. Knock on the door. And the guy goes, "Um, yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, I now own this property. And so you can either pay rent or get out. I don't care which. It's up to you. You know, not not trying to be mean, but um that's where we're at with it and Uh so he goes well it's my dad that owns this property and i'm like all right well have him call me and if he doesn't call me i'll start the eviction process and so i went to work and Uh the dad called me and he said hey man my wife was supposed to be paying those bills and she left me and i i don't know this has been my house forever Mm. and uh, he was like would you let me buy it back and i said sure and he said how much and i said twenty five thousand dollars and i just said that off the top of my Uh head i hadn't thought about it at all Uh and he said can i pay you 350 bucks a month and i said yep (laughs) (laughs) missile heck yeah that's a nukem freaking deal dude oh my gosh that's insane pulls some crazy stuff that's insane he's he's paid me 350 bucks a month i mean he's been late a couple times but you know i don't care (laughs) i've never i've never set foot in that house yeah wow no don't have to fix anything i've never been inside that house i mean people have asked me like what could you have gotten for it i have no clue because i've never set foot in it and you don't care because i don't care it's a win-win yeah (laughs) yeah he he was completely happy i'm completely happy you that's awesome and the return is twenty five thousand. I'll take that. Deal yeah, every all day, yeah. every day. Seriously, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's the part that frustrates me. Like when you start talking to people and they're like, "Oh man, I don't have the money to invest in yeah. real estate." You know what I mean? And, yeah. and again, I lucked out. I, I will one thousand percent admit that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Your mom loves you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. But but you, you know, I showed up, and and that's what it took. It yeah. took me showing up. It took me 
having confidence in myself to be like, all right, 90 bucks, again, I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like you said, going to Karen the next day and being like, I have no clue what I just did. And this is a good Karen, not a bad Karen. Yeah, so a good Karen. Her name, I, sweet Karen. I'm oh, 72% sure it's Karen. She sounded too nice to be a Karen. Uh, yeah, but. I better I better go <laughs> check. I'll be, I'll be seeing her in a couple weeks when it's tax. Have you often. struggled with, because like when people hear about how tax lien works, um, and just the system, like sometimes people are like, Oh, you, you shark, you snake, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I can see where people think that it can be snaking stuff. But the thing is, is the other person's not paying their taxes. They're not paying their bills. Uh, well, and you're not throwing them on the street. You're like, Hey, you can either pay rent or, or leave. It's up to you. But yeah. Money needs to be paid. Right. For this property. Uh, uh, and you're kind of doing them a favor cause that property might've cost them 600 bucks a month if it was tax plus rent or what or mortgage or whatever yeah we don't know right and then you know like you said yes i may they i may be sharky to that person that it kicked out uh -huh. but to the next tenant when mm -hmm. i've fixed up the house and now i'm renting it to them at, at a decent rate mm -hmm. and because i'm not in it as much i can charge a little bit less uh-huh you know and and so then that tenant is super appreciative of yeah. me you and, know uh, and I mean? you're improving the community because now you made the house nicer and you're not a slumlord exactly you know? and, least, and the tax collector loves of. me because i actually pay my tax debts right. you know what i mean and yeah. so that's why that, that's why Karen helps me, yeah. right? She's, she's taking these headaches and I'm like, Hey, I will take that headache from you and I will make sure that you get paid. Yeah. Now help me to make sure that I do all this right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's so it's, awesome. it's, it's a win-win relationship. Yeah. It's, it's a win for everybody. Okay. And you were thinking outside of the box, like what are, what can I do that other people aren't doing? Everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to get into the real estate game, the burr strategy, yep. the buy and hold and and buy and flip there's a million different. And everybody's a real estate agent right now yeah. because the market's been high. Everyone's got <laughs> cash money. And you're like, I paid 90 bucks for a house. <laughs> you know I mean? Just like on a, such a different level. I love talking to Marty because he's just out there making it happen. And you've done really well doing this and yeah. you continue to get smarter at it, better right. at it. Yeah. I'm sure the county or whatever loves you. Yeah, I mean, she she definitely loves me. And, and I go in there, the county collector guy knows me by name. He knows me as soon as I walk in because, you know, I, I bought... 10 of them from him yeah. and he again he appreciates me because i'm doing things right That's you know awesome. what i mean and so he's there to help me because yeah. i'm i'm essentially helping him by yeah. making sure he gets his money and and you know again it's a win-win for everybody I, i'm gonna transition here a little bit just because i'm curious uh because i know you have some kids that are older um are they getting into this? Are you teaching them how to do this? Are they show any interest? Or like, oh no, that's dad's thing. Or, uh, so I mean, I started it, you know, within the past three or four years, and mm -hmm. so they are already adults, and so uh -huh. they're not into it as much as I would probably like them to be. Yeah. Uh, the seven-year-olds, you know, I got seven-year-old twins. They're all about it. That's like, awesome. You know, that's and they're cool. just like, Dad, if if you buy this place, then they pay you money. Yeah. And how much money do they pay you? And they're like, is Dad, just we saved up a hundred bucks. Can we buy this yeah. one? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, and I'm much more uh, deliberate. You know what I mean? I'll tell the seven-year-olds like, Hey, if you give me twenty dollars to help pay for this, I'll give you twenty-five dollars in two months or whatever, yeah. you know, trying to teach them that sort of stuff. And, yeah. That's and awesome. so I, you know, I'm, I'm a better at that. You know, when I was, yeah. I had my older kids when I was super young and I didn't think about any of that. Yeah. So I, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, the younger kids, the wheels are turning. Yeah. And yeah. You can definitely the see that generation. My son's 13. He was out here like a sponge. He was like, Dude. what do you do? How do you do it? If I put money here, what does that do? How can I, uh, like win in the margins? We were reading finance books together as a family. The kid is just like, thinking like an entrepreneur and he, th he thinks outside the box we, yeah, we were looking at an airbnb together and he's like hey what about this Have you thought about this like it was like holy cow this kid's <laughs> he's getting he's yeah. so he's got the entrepreneur spirit he's so wiry and but like they're ready <laughs> to have the conversation if mm -hmm. you as a dad or I, I think parents are really doing their kids a disservice if you don't just start talking to them 
like yeah. an adult right. and just saying, this is why I do this, son, or this is what this would mean. And they might not get all the concepts fully, mm-hmm. but it gets stuck in their brain. So later when their the interest is driven or they, my son's like, I'm going back. I'm going to start a power washing business for driveways. I'm not going to wait to make money until I'm old enough to have a job. I'm going to find ways to do it. Yeah, do it now. I mean, incredible to see that from him. And I yeah. was just like, kids going to be freaking multi-million. He's going to be paying my retirement, right? <laughs> like, in, and that's where I'm investing. Yeah, really, yeah, my, exactly. My son's development. But yeah. I love hearing that, Mark. So if you had the opportunity to speak to all the young, new and coming real estate uh, investors that wanted to get started, didn't know how to get started or anything. What advice would you give to that audience? You can make money in any market. You know what I mean? And so everybody talks about, oh, the market right now is inflated, right? Interest rates are through the roof, blah, 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 blah. There's, there's a million excuses not to buy, right? And, and they'll come up with those. And everyone, I will say, there's money to be made. You know what I mean? You can go to a different town. You can do owner financing. You can, you know, uh, partner with somebody. You can find your mom that has a HELOC. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff that will help you get started. And there's, don't let that be an excuse to get in your way. Yeah. You, know, you will find an excuse to stop you from doing it. To me, I find an excuse to do it. You know what I mean? I will do it, and then I'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's great that's advice. Our, and what I want to highlight really quickly before Marty steps up, is everyone that's been on this podcast are everyday people who didn't have the knowledge, who weren't born into wealthy families, who had no idea how to do this at one point, but there was something that like, you know, made that transition and now they're doing incredible things and we're all at this conference as fully active investors and entrepreneurs and business owners, but it was everyday people without Harvard degrees and this and that, that sitting across the table teaching us how to get a house for 90 bucks and make $25,000. I mean, that's Harvard Business School 101 stuff, but you don't pay 150000 for a semester of education. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about stuff like this. You know what I mean? You come out here, and my, my friend Alex calls it LobbyCon. You know what I mean? You come to something, and you know the, the classes, you, probably, you may not even learn anything from the classes, mm-hmm. but it's us upstairs outside shooting the bull, drinking a beer, and then I find out, you own a lawn mowing business? Well, how do I start one? Because I want to do one too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we start, we start that dialogue way outside the conference, way outside of anything. It's just us getting together with like-minded people, shooting, shooting the bulls. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah. and then we're, starting, we're starting to figure things out from each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now we're all growing exponentially, right? We all believe that mindset of there's, there's plenty of meat on the bone for everybody, yeah. right? You, you even said that. You know what I mean? There's plenty of lawns to be mowed, man, so I'll, I'll give you everything I got, yeah. right? There's, there's 40-something tax liens in, in, my, in my county, and, and I'm not going to be able to tackle 42 houses. Right. So you know, I'm going to show you how to do it. You know what I yeah. mean? And so we're just both that way. Which maybe I can film that. So for the listeners, Marty has been gracious enough to allow me to come with him to kind of show me the ropes on how this works. And he said, hey, if there's an extra one, it's all yours, man. So yeah. he said, bring it, bring some checks. Bring a check, yeah. So that's awesome. Thanks again for coming yeah. on, dude. I'm yeah. super excited to have you on And I was just going to say, contrary to you know, popular belief, you're actually a pretty nice guy, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I to say thank you for taking a big open up with us. Yeah, I was going to say that at the beginning. Marty has a very intimidating presence, and it's probably the military security forces uh, in SF. him. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, SF. SF, yeah. Special <clears throat> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> forces. <Yeah. laughs> uh, probably in him. But, uh, uh, dude, thanks, thanks for sharing your knowledge, and uh, definitely want to get you on on a future podcast and go more in depth for yeah, sure. Anytime, man. Happy to help. Awesome. Appreciate it, bros. Thank you for listening to the Growth Circle Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, connect with Jake and John on Instagram at Jake Engledew. 
and at John underscore the underscore builder. Until next time. 